Welcome to the official Business Women of God podcast. Our mission is to teach women how to do business God's way. A weekly podcast designed to motivate, inspire, and teach women how to succeed through biblical principles. Alrighty. Hello, everyone. This is Nancy Uribe with Business Women of God. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Alicia Dowden, another member with Business Women of God. Uh, I'm super excited. We're going to talk about kingdom confidence. How you doing, Alicia? I am doing wonderful, Nancy, and thank you for having me here. <laughs> of course, of course. So tell us a little bit of, about yourself. You're, you're a woman of many traits, and I can't keep up with <laughs> all of you do. What? with what all that you do. So tell yes. us. Okay, Nancy. Uh, again, this is Alicia Dowden. And I love what I do. And I do what I love. Okay. So uh, after 37 years in aerospace, uh, I was given the opportunity to retire to refire. Show yes, off. Was, girl. Okay, so <laughs> anywho, uh, having done that before I retired, I actually had started uh, business coaching. Mm-hmm. And it was actually in 2002 was my very first adventure in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And as life progressed, what I discovered, there were so many people out there who uh, wanted to do something else, and but yet were stuck and didn't know right. how to start up a business. Mm-hmm. And so I made it in a point to help them out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I became a business coach, first of all. So started doing business coaching and then I was working a nine to five Mm -hmm. and then my five to nine, which was my business coaching. It it was a lot. But by this time, my uh, children were grown and off on their own. So it was a beautiful moment. But having said that, let me rewind just a little bit. Okay, so. I'm Alicia Dowden, mother of four, Uh wife of one. I guess that would only be normal, (laughs) right? Wife (laughs) of one. Uh, And again, I am a confidence coach. As a matter of fact, yes, (laughs) I am your confidence coach. That's right. Uh, I'm an artist and also a photographer, as well as a teacher and an administrator. And the vice president of business women. Yes. So, yes. That's exactly why I said I'm going to need you to introduce yourself because all the hats that you wear, I can't, I can't keep up. But what I do know personally is that you are a confidence coach and quite literally my confidence coach. Yes. (laughs) I had the pleasure of doing your, uh, your class, the click, an official member of the click. Yes. And let me tell you, it was eye opening, very, very eye opening about confidence because you know, we discuss this all the time, like in other, in other spaces, but about kingdom confidence, right. where does your confidence come from? Right. And this is not an uncommon topic. Everybody, not, I'm going to assume <laughs> that everyone, especially women, uh, lack confidence in one way or another, Right. but it gets really confusing when we are half in the world and half in the Bible. Because right. worldly confidence, as you know, is totally different, completely different right. than kingdom confidence yes right so which leads me to our topic today is kingdom confidence right so my first question to you is as a confidence coach what is the most important thing to understand about confidence the most important thing that you want to understand about confidence is that when you're looking at confidence only in yourself Mm -hmm. you have to understand it's limited it has limits. However, when your confidence is in Christ, because we have to understand that we are in Christ, right? Right. Then your confidence moves to uh, a level in which there are no limits. Right. And it's that moment where uh, you've heard people say the sky is the limit. Yeah. No, we have no limits in Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. But in and of yourself, and you're trying to do it all by yourself now, you can get somewhere. You you can feel that you've made it to the top. Yeah. But I guarantee you, had you had Christ in your life, you'd have gone even further. Absolutely. Because it wouldn't just be about self. Yeah. And that's a part of what confidence is and what it does. It it moves you outside of just self, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. And I think yeah. it's important to understand that if you're going to do self 
confidence well yourself is not very confident so how are we supposed to rely on ourselves right i mean there's of course you know things that'll make you feel better like working out or eating better Mm -hmm. dressing up you know putting on some makeup make yourself feel pretty Mm -hmm. but that's only that's limited yes all all of that has a limit to it yeah yeah you know and and christ again in christ there there are no limits right right? Right. and he lets us know that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us and that is kind of the foundational scripture the scripture that i do use uh within the click and within my business right Mm -hmm. because i had to discover for myself that um I could do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do so. When, as I was coming up as a young, uh, young lady, yeah, even a, a kid, yeah. I was very much, I was this little confident kid mm-hmm. right there. He instilled that in me in an early age. Yeah. And, but as I came to know him and the beauty of it, I came to know him when I was a teenager. Um, and I came across those scriptures mm-hmm. that told me that I could do all things through Christ who would give me strength. Mm-hmm. And I took it literally that I could do that. And so that was, again, that was the way I began to live my life. Mm-hmm. And I stepped out of a place in which I would call confidence into Godfidence. There you go. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it was no longer just about me, but it was about the God in me yeah. and what he could do through me. Right. 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 So. But I yeah. think the key statement or the key point to what you just said is is the god godfidence but with godfidence that means you need to know what the bible says then about what does god say about you right yeah because we have our own opinions about ourselves they're not always great but it's completely opposite of what god says about us so how can you be godfident without knowing what the bible says about god well that too is limited for those who have made the decision to just you go to church on Sunday mm-hmm. you go to church on Wednesday you may do something during the week and that's it but you never find yourself in the word mm-hmm. right um, one of the things that God did for me and this is he took me into the book of John okay. and he says I need you to know who Christ is mm-hmm. first right so after going through the Gospels and, of course, you know, reading the book of John over and over again and doing some studying on that book, he showed me who Christ was. Mm-hmm. And then after he showed me who Christ was, of course, there were still things in my life where I was like, OK, I'm not exactly sure uh, about this aspect or this part of my life. And uh, I was Telling God, I often was telling him, I can't do that because of me, right? right? Some things that had happened in my life, the mm-hmm. life, some of the lifestyle in my history mm-hmm. and whatnot. I like to say, you know, all the skeletons that yeah. are in the closet yeah. that still have meat on them, yeah. you know, meat on the bones. And it was like, but God, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he says, I need you to go study out Ephesians the book of Ephesians. And when I read the book of Ephesians, Mm -hmm. it was one of those moments where it was like, and not just read it, I had to study it. I had to go dig deep, right? Mm -hmm. And discover what God was sharing with me. And he began to share with me that I was holy, not because of who I was, but the grace that had been given to me. That I was in a place of righteousness because I was in Christ Jesus. Right that I had been chosen and set apart for him. And then when I came across this piece, Nancy, when he said I was his masterpiece Mm. and that he had already assigned work for me to do, I was like, whoa, okay, God. And so that is a tool that I use when I'm coaching women and whatnot. It's a, first of all, you got to know who you are. Yeah. And I know, we can, you know, this is kind of something that we may end up touching on in a couple of minutes. But right. if you don't know who you are, and I mean, not the self. Right. Right. Not the self-confident who you right. are, but who you are in Christ. Right. Until you discover that you're a royal priesthood. Right. That you are created in his image and you look like him. You yeah. you you can look like him because yeah. you know not all of us do all the time but it was one of those <laughs> when you get to that place of understanding of who you are in Christ and I I have to stress that piece right yeah. there in Christ 
Because in the book of Ephesians, that first chapter, it talks over and over again. And when he started pointing out to me, he said, it's in Christ, it's in Christ. And I was like, okay, so what does it look like to be in Christ? Right. And he said, okay, this is what I want you to picture. I want you to see a cup. Mm-hmm. And I want you to pour water in the cup. Mm-hmm. From the outward, you, you don't see the water. All you see is the cup. And he says, that's how it looks to be in Christ. Right. They no longer wow. see you, but they see me. I'm yeah. like, hey! And it makes you, a lot of sense. Yes, yeah. yes. But it won't make sense yes. if you don't read it. Correct. <laughs> if you never get in the Word, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know the benefits yeah. that are afforded to the Christian. You don't know the benefits, uh, or and you don't know the um, the precepts, right. right? The promises. Right. You don't know that. Neither do you know the curses that come along with it. And you're just walking in it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, if you don't know, and sadly to say, Mm -hmm. no one will ever get to simply say to the father when they meet him face to face, Mm -hmm. well, nobody told me. Right. Right. Because he tells us, he says, that which I have created meaning the planet Earth and everything that's in it, should let you know that there is a God, that you did not create yourself, right? So you will have no excuse, right? You can find that in Romans. (laughs) Yeah. like, ooh, okay. But But it does lead me back to, so so we hope, Alicia invited me to, uh, what do we call it? Women who read the word? Yes. Okay, so we do that on Fridays, right? Yes, so when I do. say I have a meeting, you know, I may or may not be at the Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But why this conversation rings very true to me is because I've, I've been a Christian my whole life, right? Okay. But um, it wasn't really until maybe about a few years ago that I actually started reading the Bible. But the way that you hold your Bible studies is so Bible deep, readings. Bible readings. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so much deeper than just a Bible study. It's Correct. it's literally it's Bible reading. Uh-huh. We, you know, we do what we do there. We we do quite a bit there. But the the point is is that we dig into what the word says and it has Correct. been such an eye-opening uh experience mm-hmm. to gather with other women and really pick apart what the Bible says. And right. you know, you 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 just naturally find confidence but like in in i don't know if this makes sense but peace which brings me confidence you know what i mean yes. and that's all you girlfriend yeah <laughs> that's that's all you i had no idea okay well you can't be a kingdom confident woman and know the basic scriptures that everybody right. knows because they're right. plastered everywhere that's uh-huh. not knowing the bible correct you know what i mean so and that yeah. it, it's not living the bible yeah right it's easy to know one or two scriptures and and knowing even one or two scriptures mm-hmm. is extremely powerful right because there is not one word in the word of god that is not that does not carry power right. because it is god's word right right, right. true and Very so true. even the word the in yeah. the bible carries a lot of power with yeah. it Right. But, you know, I always like to say when I see the words in red, it's like, uh, yeah, that's the real. Yeah. Take it in. But (laughs) it's a if you never get in the word. Yeah. Right. You you're not the relationship. Right. That Christ wants with us is never developed. Right. Right. It's kind of like surface level. Correct. It's like marrying someone. Right. And then you guys go live in two different houses. Yeah. Why would you do that? And it's like, oh, yeah, but but I'm married. Okay, but you you never got to know the person. Right. Right. You never got to to see them in all aspects of their life. Right. So you don't get to see the God who was like territorial. Yeah. These are my people these are my this is my chosen generation Mm -hmm. you don't get to see that god you don't get to see the god of peace the god of protection you don't get to see all of his names elohim el shaddai you don't get to see those if you never get in the word of god you just hear somebody tell you about them if you're going to church on saturday and sunday and so it does not it's not allowed to cultivate and build the confidence in you because once, and of course we cannot do any of this without the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, that's a first, because what we understand, what the word says to us is we understand that when we come to know Christ as Lord and savior Mm -hmm. at that time, we have been sealed 
by the Holy Spirit for the day of redemption. Mm -hmm. But we must also be filled by the Holy Spirit, right? And when he comes on the scene, it's a whole different. Like when I said there are no limits. Yes. (laughs) The Christian party, of course. Correct. (laughs) If you thought you could be confident, now, now you know, you, know you can be confident. Mm-hmm. Because also, what the Word of God does, when you're reading it, the Holy Spirit will begin to give you revelatory knowledge. Right. So this is revelation. And when he gives you revelations, no one can take it away from you. Right. When the information becomes real to you, mm-hmm. can't be taken away. Right. Somebody can come in and tell you there is no God, and you will look them dead in the face and go, you know what? Let me you show keep you believing that, says. right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and they can't take that away from you, right? Kind of like someone telling you, telling a mother about the the birth process <laughs> and the pains that she felt yeah. when she went through the birth, birth process. No one can take that away from her and tell mm-hmm. her you didn't feel that or, right. you know, but, and likewise with Christ, once you're in the word of God and revelation comes to you where you know that you know that you know mm-hmm. then that's it and that's, that's it. a form of being and confident and that settles it uh-huh. i know that and i know get, that yeah I know. all right that's and you get to confident. that place where you you say this is the confidence that i have in him that if he if i ask anything according to his will he hears me he will. you get to that place absolutely right? i love it well let's move on to another question Let's see. There's so many questions, but like, I want some good. Oh, okay. Here's this one because. Yes, here's this one. And I'm quite the queen of comparison. Well, in the name of Jesus, I'm not quite the queen of (laughs) comparison. I was the queen of comparison. But this is also something just just like confidence, Uh uh, especially women. But I I know it's a man thing too. Uh Comparison. Mm. Comparison can be quite the killer of your confidence, right? Yes. So how does comparison kill confidence in, in your opinion? Wow. It's a destroyer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when, when we hear the scripture that says the devil comes to kill, steal, steal and destroy. And destroy. Sure does. Well, confidence or comparison yeah. is one of his tools to do that. Right. When we begin to compare ourselves to one another, but I'm going to rewind again. Let's sure. go back just a little bit. And this goes back to knowing who you are, mm-hmm. right? If you don't know who you are, yeah. then when comparison comes your way, you want to compare. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You'll look at other people or other things that they have and and where they're going and what they're doing. And I'm sorry, social media, although it's a beautiful tool, huge it's platform also, for comparison. Yeah, it's also um, I want to say a, a tool for death, yeah. right? Yeah. Because those who have not discovered, and even those who are in Christ, you will find yourself. Because I know from time and. From time to time, I'll find myself going, oh, wow, look at what that person is doing and what that yeah. person is doing. And then you start to compare yourself. You start looking at you as though something is wrong with you. Yeah. And it really isn't. When we are, when we come to that place where we're reminded of that I was created in his image and that he created me, that God formed me in my mother's womb, that he fashioned me yeah. to be the way I am. He, he He's numbered the hairs on my head. So therefore, he put them there. He was the one who said, this would be the color of my hair. He was the one who said, this would be the color of my skin, the size of my body. He was the one who said that, the length of my fingernails and, and, and my legs and my arms <laughs> yeah. and you know all the other stuff that comes along with yeah. me. And so he was the one that designed me that way. Yeah. God forbid that I should attempt to compare Myself, yeah. what he has created. Mm-hmm. that piece right there and, yeah. and this is that piece Nancy where we go back to Ephesians where he said you are my masterpiece right right and when we see ourselves as his masterpiece right then comparison stops right he also tells us you know in Romans he says this and this is in one this is in one of the chapters in the book heels too high yes, yes. yes. which is her book one. by the yes. way heels too high 
Yes, five <laughs> principles principles for becoming a more competent woman. Yes. He said over in Romans, and I believe it's in chapter 12, where he made the, the statement that we are all needed. Mm-hmm. We're all necessary. The eye cannot say to the ear, I don't need you. Right. The hand cannot say to the foot, I don't need you. Right. Right. And so because we're all necessary, Mm-hmm. So you being who you are is necessary. Now imagine, just imagine, there being 50 Alicias. Right. Why, or Why would it, there be? Yeah. yeah. What's, what, what would be the need? Right. And even when there's, there are twins and triplets, I, I love to say this because I also noted this in the book as well, that even though there is a twin or a triplet or quadruplets or however right. many are born, are, are born from one mother, uh, their fingerprints, yep. individual. their <laughs> eyes are individual. Even though some of them will come out looking identical, because yeah. you know we have the identical twins and right. whatnot, but there is still something very unique about them, right? right? And they, it's still that moment of you were designed by God yeah. on purpose to fulfill a purpose, yes. right? And so live purposefully yeah. in the confidence that you have, knowing that he yeah. is able to do exceedingly. And, and that's the other piece, Nancy. We have to come away from, because when we get to that comparison thing, right. it's a battle of me being better than you. Right or you being or feeling than somebody me. is better than you. Yeah, my comparison right. is not is not I feel better than. Uh-huh. My comparison is they are always better than, mm. which is yeah terrible. Obviously, yeah. something I'm working through. But and it's funny because the more that I read the Bible, the more that I surround myself, I know that I am my own individual woman or person, and um, there is no comparison. However, right. it's just a fleshly, very natural. Mm-hmm. I guess sinful mm-hmm. uh, thing that we do to uh-huh. discount or undermine what God has made, which is us. Mm-hmm. But again, remember that this battle that we fight, yeah, this this mm-hmm. daily war that is waged is a spiritual one. Yeah, right? including confidence. As yeah. crazy as it including sounds, including <laughs> confidence. <laughs> yeah, and it's a spiritual one. If I can keep you distracted, because the devil is sneaky. That's all, and that's all it is, mm-hmm. is I want to distract you to get you away from your purpose. Yeah, I, He wants to distract you from being uh, the godly person, the godly woman who you are, yeah. and therefore you do not glorify God. Absolutely. See, because what we have to remember, right? So he was the angel of worship. Uh, he meaning the devil. Yes, the, the devil. devil was. The he was the he was the chief worshiper, and to no longer have that ability, and now you do. Right, we That's have the ability to to worship God like yeah. that. Yeah, it breaks his confidence. He's right. like, what? He gets worried. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want anybody else worshiping God. Yeah, right. That was my job. Yeah, that was my yeah. job, and so what does he do? He distracts. Right, and tries to kill the dreams of who God has created you to be and to kill the confidence that's in you, which causes you to start comparing yourself to someone else. Absolutely. How, 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 why? It's so pointless when you actually sit back and think. Yeah, and really think on it. And I mean, I cannot reiterate this space of the masterpiece, the handiwork. Yeah as it's written in yeah. some uh, Bibles. But when God makes that moment for you revelatory and you understand mm-hmm. and begin to pull apart what yeah. that really means, the master creator, the God of all creations, yeah. having designed, you specifically yeah putting fashioning you yeah 
into who you were supposed to be, putting the characteristic and, and personality traits in you right. that he thought right. would be beneficial to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. And he hit the mark with my personality, oh. just throwing it out there. Girl, mine too, girl. <laughs> click, click. You better say something. Boy, but am I yes. charming. <laughs> just kidding. It's it's the that which he put in you no and, and see that's the piece too we have to be careful of because there are some things that he has given us for example you know we were asked a couple of days ago mm-hmm. to um, write down three things about yourself yes. that you thought about yourself right yes and one of the things that I said I said I'm funny yeah right? I'm like okay I I, I think you I'm a funny. little funny I will confirm right? that thank you very much <laughs> so I think I'm a little funny. He made he he designed me yeah. to have a little funny in me. Some humor. Because it's yeah, that humor because I can also be very um shall I say strict and you know just to the point as well to the to the degree where someone may actually think I'm arguing and mm. it's not an argument, it's a passion mm. moment for me. Okay. Right? And so I can go to that place as well. I choose to stay on the brighter side of right. life because, again, in in Christ, the things that he's shown me from that little girl, all of the things that the, the word of God that has become real to me, yeah. that has become rhema, it's like, why, why be down? Why, why? Why drag? Why not be happy? Right. There was a time in my life, Nancy, that that I wasn't happy, and I was right. I was I kept asking God, I want joy, I want joy, yeah. I want joy, I want joy, I want joy, I want to be happy, and then it's, it was like, here I am. Yeah, it's perspective. Yeah, right. and when I went looking for Him and discovered that that my joy, that the joy of the Lord would be my strength. Yeah, that He is my joy yeah. right they all of that that change he starts to connect was, the dots girl yes he does i get it you know and it, the longer you live i'm telling you i know click, click. I, I can't wait i'm always saying i can't wait to get a little older i feel like life might get easier <laughs> well you know what if you do it right i don't i i can't say because every every as it's said mm-hmm. many and many churches with the, every new level, there are new devils. Yeah. Right? Darn so it. <laughs> every level of faith where you're growing and developing, as well as with your age, yeah. comes al- along new challenges. Yeah. Right. So. Well, the more you dig into in the Christ, Bible. Yeah. That's the piece. That's the piece. Because instead of walking in pieces, he gives you peace. Yes. And so what do you need for that peace, not pieces, is digging into the Bible. Yeah. Growing confident in what the word says. That way with whatever devil tries to present himself, you can smack him with a little verse, you know, Mm -hmm. with a little scripture. What does God say about you? Let me tell you. He says A, B, and C, like without a doubt, Mm -hmm. you know. It's actually a really good feeling to be able to say, no, this is... Because right. I'm, I'm finally stepping into that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, actually, no. Oh, Let me mean. catch this, whatever it is that I'm feeling. Your birthrights. Yes, like my spiritual birthrights. Yeah. So you can go elsewhere, elsewhere, devil, not today. Go away. Mm-hmm. You're not invited to the right. party. And that's that. Correct. Yeah. How would you... So I did not... You did not put this question in the in the email in a preparation email, but it does, and I know that you'll you'll know exactly what what the answers are. But so you were speaking about obviously about confidence, right? That's our topic. Yes, (laughs) kingdom confidence. But you were also speaking of you know knowing the purpose, making sure to fill yourself. It leads me though to also I would love everybody to understand filtration. But what I mean about filtration is. How hard is it for you to be digging into the word and filling yourself with the word and then going back to the people that don't help <laughs> you? Yeah, feel, you know, they don't know the word. They don't know what the Bible says. They don't know, you know, they're, they're still somewhat living in the word and uh, living in the world. I'm sorry. And, and it's OK. You know, we were all there. But how important would you say it is to also in the journey of finding kingdom confidence how important is it to possibly start asking the Lord to filter your life and the things around you and places you go, things you do? 
you know, your surroundings. Because personally, I I know that trying to become more com- confidence in the kingdom means that I do have to filter out some right. of the people, some of the people that I'm around. And that's hard to do because you love these people. Right. But if they don't help you build confidence in the kingdom, which in turn gives you your confidence, unfortunately, right? <laughs> and I say it's sad because I know it's sad. How important is it, though, to find filtration? It, it from, from the point of one to 100 is 100. Yeah. It's extremely yeah. important because it is a matter of choosing between life and, and death. death. Yeah. It's just yeah. basic. It's serious. Yes. God says you will either, he, he prefer that you not be lukewarm, mm-hmm. right? He'll spit you don't, out, don't, actually, don't be is hot. what the word, what the I mean, word yeah. says. <laughs> he doesn't want yeah. you where you're straddling the fence. Yeah. And hanging around uh, with those who are not um, in Christ or living a life. And you can even hang around people who go to church yeah. but are not uh, seeking a relationship with Christ. Yeah. And that's still a difference, yeah. right? Because sometimes we'll get caught up in that yeah. place too. Oh, well, they go to church too. Okay, but are they living a life as though they have met Christ? Right. See, because I, I love to say, you know, the, the Word of God, it tells us, it says, uh, in order to become a Christian, right, to become a son of God, we must first confess right. with our mouth and believe in our heart. So we had to do two things. Yeah. I happen to believe some people only do one and one one or the other. They don't they they confess but they don't believe. Yeah. Because if they believe then change has to start appearing. Fruit right. needs to start growing on yeah. the trees, right? And if you're around if you have surrounded yourself with people who have not begin to develop and grow and live a Christ-like uh, life it stunts your growth. Right. Well, it's right? kind of like that that uh, saying, "You are who you ha- who yeah. you are around." Birds right. of a feather flock together. There you go. But I like to add to this piece: they mm-hmm. all go to the same place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I know when I was growing into discovering Christ and and whatnot, um, God often when I first came to know Christ. And I mean, I was in high school when I first came to know him. And because of the impact that he placed on my life, I moved away from all of my friends that I hung out with. I mean, I was like, okay, how do I get away from them? Not that they were bad, because I was in the, the, shall we say, nice group of girls yeah that that middle crowd you know we weren't the populars but we weren't the ones that nobody knew right, right? No, sorry girls you were, <laughs> we weren't the mean girls right but, right yeah. and we weren't we weren't the mean girls but when i came to know him i mean we nancy you, you actually you if you knew me at that time you may have thought i was weird because <laughs> when god when he took my heart yeah I didn't want to be around. I was like, it it, it felt wrong to be yeah. around them. Yeah, right. I get it. I get it. And and so I had to get away from them. And so I did, mm. right? And they would, what's wrong with you? You know, I'm sorry. I just, I just want to be. I, I became a loner. Yeah. I just hung around, um, practically me. Yeah. Really, for for I want to say my. Um, my senior year in high school, I had one girlfriend mm-hmm. that I really hung out with and the rest of them, I, I couldn't do them anymore. Yeah. Not, and again, not so much that they did anything wrong, but it was, they were not trying to live You're the life space. of Christ. Right. Yeah. And then as I grew older, uh, saw it again. And yeah. it's, it's a continuous battle because you'll have new people come into your life all the time. You go into a new place of business, yeah. right? You go into a new department in your workspace. You come into contact with new people. Right. And you start connecting with some of them. Yeah. But you still have to weed them out. And as I begin to, I want to say, when I wrote the book, uh, Heels Too High, one of the things that God showed me in that 
when he showed me the five principles of becoming a more confident woman, right? Yeah. yeah. And he showed me those five principles. It was so cute the way he did it. I just love <laughs> God the, the way he does things. But I was out on the balcony and I was talking to him and he told me to open up the Bible and begin to read Matthew. And I said, okay. And I opened up the Bible. I started reading through Matthew. And of course, I was reading through the genealogy. And for the first time, and I say it was for the first time, because the majority of the time, I think I passed, skipped past the genealogies. I was just about it was to say a, that. I always yeah, skip I past it. I mean, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't oh, ever it. skip past the genealogies again. Read it all, right? So that way, one day you'll be able to say, I read the entire Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? the names. How do so I get yeah, past yeah, the yeah, names? Yeah. <laughs> but this was the first time I believe, I, I know I read through the gene- genealogy before, but right. this time when I read through, five women popped out. And I was like, oh, okay. and when they, when he, when they were revealed to me, I was like, wow. I said, God, I never knew there were women in the genealogies because normally it's just men. He talks yeah. about the, the fathers, you know, this one begot this one, but this one, he happened to talk about a couple of women. Mm-hmm. And so as I talked to him about the women, I, he said, I said, so what is it about these women? And he said, go research them. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay. And I went to research them. And as I started researching them, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he began to tell me or show me what the steps of confidence look like, the beginning steps so is of that becoming you, a more confident woman. You know, I took the class and everything. <laughs> and we, we are together you quite often. Tell, you heard and me tell I'm the positive story. that you have said it. But this is the <laughs> yes. first time that it has clicked that yes. you got the women from your yes. book. From the genealogy. I yes. didn't, I didn't, I'm sure you've said it, mm-hmm. but right now, yes, yes, <laughs> this yes. very moment, it's clicking. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So, and if you go back and you look at their lives, each of their lives uh, portray one of the characteristics or principles of, of becoming a confident woman. That's actually what I was yeah. going to ask you yeah. about. Uh, I mean, it's better to make more sense of when you read the whole Bible, read your whole book, but. As, as as quick as you can, what what are those five? Uh, am I allowed to ask you that? Or, you <laughs> what are, are the five? Does that give away that. your book? <laughs> no, 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 no. As, and as a matter of fact, yeah, there are some things coming up on the in the horizon for twenty twenty four that uh, I'll be connecting more women and young women with the book. Oh, good, right. Because, as well as another book coming out. So, okay, okay, okay. Young girl. It's coming. <laughs> Making it's coming. kingdom moves. So, yeah. Love it. Yes. <laughs> With some kingdom confidence. Yeah. Woo. Because one of the things that he told me, he said, go build confident women. Yes. It was once he showed me uh, who, when, when he showed me the women in the genealogy, and then he told me to go study them and ask me, what did I see? And as I started sharing with him what I saw, and I know it was simply, of course, it was the Holy Spirit saying, what did you see? And giving me rev- uh, revelatory knowledge on right. those women. And so uh, when I saw Tamar, but first of all, I'm going to rewind just a little back, a little bit. First of all, you must know who you are. Yeah. That's the first. That's first. number one. Step one. In becoming uh, a, a more confident woman, right? But... Then we had Tamar, and Tamar, the beauty of her, she had to know what she wanted. Mm, And some of us are indecisive. A double-minded man will receive nothing from the Lord. Right. Right? Mm, That's true. So, and one of the things, another thing that God continued to show me that through through the life of Jesus, he often asked those who were coming after him, who were following him, he would ask them, what do you, do you want? That would be the first question he would ask. And then based on their response, they either they were either blessed with a healing or a manifestation of right. some sort, right? To align um, with what they want. To align with what it was they wanted. And did they believe he could give it to them, right? Mm. That piece. Because all of this, none of this works, ladies, without faith. Right. So let's, that's another piece. Yeah. So, But Tamar... She had to know what she wanted. Right. Right. Then we had Rahab. Mm-hmm. Rahab, that's my girl. Ooh, oh. I kept calling we... her rehab for the longest time. <laughs> I said, oh, she probably needed a lot of work. I knew, yeah. 
<laughs> Rahab, when, I mean, there there are so many stories I could tell about Rahab yeah. um, because God did some amazing work on me. Mm. Because if I were to look back at my life in my, I want to say mid-20s, early 30s, I was a Rahab, mm. right? And so her good and her bad, right? right? So those things that we see uh, positive about her as well as the negative. But Rahab, Rahab had to make some decisions. Tough one. She had to become a good decision maker, mm-hmm. right? So when she had the opportunity, when the Israelites came to visit her, her place, mm-hmm. she had the opportunity to either hide them or give them away. Yeah. She had the opportunity to the, either let them down or tell the guards where they were, right. right? And she made some very good decisions, but the the decision that she made that I thought was beautiful was when the the two Israelite spies when they said to her, um, "Bring all of your people, all all of your family into the house," right. That piece right there. That decision to save her entire family, right? Mm. And that's what God is telling, because God told me that. He says, get them in the house and I'll do the rest. I was like, okay, God. So I went, do you know Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life? Right? So asking everybody, and that's still what I do today. Do you know Jesus is Lord and Savior? Get them in the house and then allow the Holy Spirit to To do do the the work. Right? Yeah. Because that's his job. Yeah. Right? I don't want to take his job. No, I don't. <laughs> right? I want to take his job. And then we have Ruth. Ruth. I uh, love Ruth. Yeah. Ruthie. Yes, Ruthie. Yeah. Ruthie, baby. Yeah. So, baby Ruth. Yeah. Um, Because of her commitment mm-hmm. to um, her mother-in-law, she had to be open to hear. Yeah. Right? So, it was a who- had she surrounded herself with filtration filtration mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. who is she connected to mm-hmm. uh, that's hard that's a hard one then of course we have Bathsheba it was funny because if you go back and you look in um, in the uh, the bible of course in the genealogy, and this is this is the place where you start digging in the word. Mm-hmm. Her name is not written. Mm, okay. Her name is not written. It is mentioned that she was the wife of Uriah. So you had right? to go find. So you had to go find of Uriah. Yes. Right. So you had to go do some digging. Yeah. So, and then in the book, I kind of get you to go do that. Right? Yeah. Some yeah. of the stories, the way they're written. It, it's the purpose of the book is to get you to read the word of God. Right. Truly, that's yeah. what the book was designed for, to make you go read the word of God. And then um, with uh, Bathsheba, she had to, can I follow your lead? Okay. Right? It was who she was connected to in a leadership, filtration, <laughs> but on a higher level because this was who she was connected to in a leadership role or mentorship role. Right. Right? Right. Um, where she had to listen to the voice of those who were closest to the king and take godly advice, Mm -hmm. get some wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes we'll try to just go do stuff on our own. It's like, you know what? The word of God tells us to get godly counsel. Yes. Right? Constantly. Go read Proverbs, Mm -hmm. a whole lot, everywhere in there. And then, of course, the last and final one was Mary. Right. And we all know yes, Mary. Yes, we all yeah. know Mary. But do we really do we know? know what Mary did? <laughs> right. right. Other than just birthing Jesus, right? Yeah. Mary said yes. She said yes to the dream that God had given her. She said yes to her purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. When the angel came to her and he said, You are about to uh be blessed yeah. with a to carry the child that is going to save the world. Yeah. She was like, okay, well, I, I haven't been with a man before, but. But if this is okay, what you want me to do. I will be done. And it was a yes, yes. right? And so in that Obedience. moment of confidence, ladies, 
Are we saying yes to the purpose that we believe God has for us? Are we saying yes to the fact that I am a masterpiece? Yep. And with saying yes, I'm sorry to cut you off, but with saying yes comes, you got to have confidence in him to say yes. Because if you don't, of course, you're not going to say yes. You don't trust him Mm -hmm. because you don't know him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're trying to, again, going back to that place where you're trying to trust in yourself and figure it out all by yourself. Now, Nancy, I will say this because, okay, we're going to keep it 100. Yes, please. 100%. When I first started moving out in uh, confidence coaching and whatnot, I was trying to do it. By yourself. By myself. Same, with my business. Oh, in self. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I had, once I retired, and I retired to refire, (laughs) now I was going to, I didn't not, I didn't only have to be a five to nine, uh, I could be a, nine to five to whatever time I want it now, right? Again, loving what I do and doing what I love. That moving into that space where it was just like, go, gung-ho. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I came Mm -hmm. out of Mm -hmm. aerospace business because that's where I was for 37 years. I came out of that place running like, uh, yeah, a herd of cattle, you know, going horses, wild horses, right? And... I was on fire about what it was. I was passionate about yeah. what it was that I was doing, helping uh, women get their businesses up and running and whatnot. I was very passionate about coaching and counseling people about uh, getting their businesses moving. And then God said to me, he says, I need you to do something. And I was like, what? Okay, God, what? He said, I need you to shut your business down. Uh, that's tough. I said, huh? But this is what I retired to do. Yeah. I retired to refire so I could do what I love 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Right? And that particular moment, Nancy, when he asked me to shut my business down, I was on my knees in prayer. Yeah. And I mean on my knees in prayer. I wasn't standing up in the room. Mm -hmm. It was a moment where it was just me and him yeah. in the house. And he said, shut it down. And I said to him, again, it's one of those moments. It's, it's just taking me back to, uh, I, I feel like the moment when God met me mm-hmm. and I met him, right? And he said to me, when he said, shut it down, and I started to give him an excuse, mm. right? And then he came back with, do you want to do it your way? Or mine. Or do you want to do it my way? Yeah. And I immediately got up off of my knees, went into my office, and shut everything down. Oh, obedience. I did. Ouch. But and I'm sure you are grateful that, now. <laughs> that was one of the most eye-opening moments in my life, in my relationship Mm -hmm. with Christ, to know that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could even begin to ask or think. Because as he told me to shut it down and I was obedient, that piece right there, Mm -hmm. I became obedient to the purpose in which he had. And he told me to go do some other things. And so I did that. And as I was doing that, he woke me up late in er, not late, early in the morning, and he says, this is what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was I need you to finish the book. And I was like, okay, good Lord. You want this me to, book? This book. Okay. Yeah, Heels Too High. Mm-hmm. He said, I need you to finish the book. And I said, okay, if you want me to finish the book, you got to tell me what that last chapter is. Because I had all, chapter, all the chapters done yeah. with the exception of the last one. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, I want you to go read Romans 12. And I says, Father, I know Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Well, so I went to, yeah. to, to tell him what, you what know, was. I was going to tell him <laughs> what, you know. What he wrote. What, yeah, what he wrote, <laughs> right? And so he says, I know, but I want you to read further. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he gave me the last chapter read. of the book, yeah. right? And so I was at that place, and I was like, okay, wow. I wrote the last chapter, 
And I remember laying down in bed one day, because he would always catch me early in the morning and talk to me, I guess because it was the quietest time uh, in my space. And he said to me, he says, okay, now this is what I want your website to look like. Mm. And I said, what? And he began to show me pictures. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm a website designer, right? Yeah. This is mm-hmm. something else I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, that's I don't right. Do that for everybody. Yeah. So, but in any case, but you, my girl, okay, come yeah. come talk to me. At least teach you how to do it. But yeah. any case, I'll coach you through it. But when he started talking to me about that, and then he said to me, after all that was done, because he said, go create the website. And it wasn't okay for me yet to, to talk about my business, right? Mm-hmm. To really yeah. do it. And then he said to me, he says, I want you to have a launch party. Mm-hmm. And I said, a launch party? Yeah. Yeah. He said, yeah, for your book. I want you to have a launch party. And then he gave me all of the specifics to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, God. Wow. The confidence that came through obedience yeah. to the word yeah. of God. And see, until you get to a place where you're reading the word and allowing the word to read you, yeah. right? Until you get to that place, God will talk to you, but you don't get to hear the conversations that where it's just, as some people, when I share this story with people, they go, well, God doesn't talk to me like that. Yeah. He can just are you listening are you listening and will you be obedient Mm -hmm. to the call that he has Uh, is alicia perfect so let me let me just stop right here Mm -hmm. no right does she is she always obedient to the voice of god let me tell you no there are times that i know i grieve the holy spirit yeah and i am grieved at points and times in my life when i know i have grieved the holy spirit but it's one of those where i quickly try to correct myself so Ladies, by no means am I trying to tell you that I'm perfect and I, that I hear the Lord and what he, whatever he says to me all the time, but I can tell you, and he, he shall I say, he, he put a staple in my spirit mm-hmm. to let me know that I heard, that I hear him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, I can no longer tell you I don't hear you. Right. And then even the beauty of that was because of the experience that I had, in that specific moment, mm-hmm. uh, he began to send other women to me that would say, well, I don't think I hear God right, right now. And I had to let them know, oh, yeah, you hear him. You just haven't you're been just, obedient yeah. to what he said. Yeah. And so, therefore, you're trying to make a way of his, you You are trying to wake, make a way of escape instead of allowing him oh, to make God, a way of escape for you. the consequences are so much worse. Correct. God. What is it? Who says it? Somebody says it. Obedience is better than confidence. Obedience is better than sacrifice. No, there it is. <laughs> yes. Not confidence. Yes, Obedience yes. is better than better sacrifice. Than sacrifice so. Well, see, when I asked you to do this podcast, I knew very well we were not going to be able to stick within our time. First of all. I, I knew. I knew it because it's always a good conversation with you. So we're going to have yeah. to do a part two because there's okay. so many more part questions two. that I didn't get to. Okay. But okay. we got to end it here. Aww. Thank you, everyone who was, who was listening in. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, which is at BW of God. And of course, visit our website, which is, can you quote the website? The website, bwofgod.com. That's it. Okay. (laughs) We hope to hear you guys or see you guys tune in. Not even see you guys. We can't see you guys, but we hope that you tune in on the next episode. Bye. Goodbye.